Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor David Elner. How you doing? Doing good. Hopefully you too. I'm doing good. Where are you from, brother? Yeah, I'm out here right by New York in the lovely part of Queens. All right, all right. I heard that New York accent coming out, eh? <laughs> hey, uh, I got to let out a little spice. <laughs> all right, all right. Did you want to tell the listeners how you got into acting? Yeah. Uh, so the cool part is, though, I always just wanted to make people smile and laugh. But, you know, I went to school conventional way, focused on being pre-law, applying to law schools. But my last semester, I was like, you know what? If I don't give this a shot, I never will. So... I got to make the dream work, rescinded my applications without even telling my family and just hopped right into it. And thank God, just been working every day since. Mm -hmm. But do tell the listeners your parents did kill you. They did find out when you rescinded that application. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thankful you didn't hear about me on the news by uh, (laughs) parents assaulting child. Um, (laughs) Happy I was able to survive that verbal onslaught, even though I'm pretty sure my mom wanted it to be physical, but it's okay. (laughs) But are they supportive now of you going into the arts? Oh, that is hilarious. Um, I don't think so. I think the only way they're supportive is every time if I get a good size check, I just have to like, make sure I'm like, hey, can you guys look at this for me? And then they're like, all right, maybe there's some hope. Okay, they're coming around, but they're probably stuck in their ways still, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could ever make any immigrant parents proud when you say you're not going to law school anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But have you applied some of those law theories into your acting? Of course, for stand-up comedy, it's great to uh, insert some of the lingo and jargon just because some people are like, oh my God, he's actually tantalizing my brain with deep thought. Or even the rational aspect is looking over my own paperwork to make sure the money's right, making sure I'm not signing my soul away. That's been super beneficial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been beneficial to you. Now, let's talk about your projects. What type of actor are we? The big question, but listeners need to know because they don't know David. Is he a sad actor? Is he really dramatic? Or does he really like to take it up, top it up a notch to the next level? Yeah, I mean, I like doing it all, which I know sounds super vague, but... You know, I've been really enjoying the flow of so much different interesting things. You know, it can be user generated content where brands are just like, all right, film on your own in your house, in the gym. And then I could be in a music video where I could almost look like a private security for like a top singer or then, you know, on a baseball field, literally on like an MLB baseball field, pretending to be a baseball player, like living someone else's dream. And, you know, that's cool. And then boom, tomorrow. I'm getting shot on camera by a guy that I thought was my friend, which, thank God, I hope that doesn't happen in real life, too. (laughs) (laughs) So how does that feel? What do you call it? If Well, you haven't started yet, but being shot, let's say, by a friend. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, but I don't know. I feel like no matter what a situation is with acting, it's easy for me to... Uh, you know, get into the feelings that I need to feel, but then take it away. Because some people, you know, they have all these warnings before, like, oh, dramatic footage, like, don't be triggered. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. In New York, people pull weapons on you. Like, you gotta act normal because it's a very normal reality that could happen at any point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So 
Do you want to talk about what he called some of the music videos you've done? Because you have been in a few music videos. Yeah, I well, the two recent ones I can't talk about, but one that I did before was was kind of a cool blend where it was a commercial for a battery company. But at the same point, they're like, we're going to have you look like the main singer of a band where you're in a sense, it's like you're lip singing, but no one realizes. And then boom, the music cuts off and then you have to you know, reattach their special portable charger to the main electrical outlet and then boom, the music's back on. So that was just like a fun thing because, you know, when you have atmospheric smoke, different LED lights shining on you, you have two people that actually know how to play music next to you and you're just there lip singing. Like it's just fun and exciting. And yeah, just every part of, you know, the whole realm is fun. Like even being hired to play basketball. It's one of my favorite things to do in life. Mm-hmm. So Do you know how like, to play basketball? <laughs> I'm born and raised in New York. If I don't know how to play basketball, I don't deserve to live here. <laughs> all right, all right. And then there's two music videos you got coming up that you can't talk about. One you weren't happy with. You were telling me off interview, right? You don't have to tell me the artists. Yeah, yeah. So even though I can't mention the artist, but um, I don't like how... You know, sometimes you can be promised certain things in regards. So that's why I always tell people have everything in written form just because, you know, if overtime happens, you know, even if you get more money, but it may not be that hour and a half, you know, um, I mean, time and a half pay like you're supposed to be getting. So that could definitely ruin your mood afterwards, you know, with the false promises. So, mm-hmm. but that's the reality in this gig. It's, you know, you always have to weigh in the pros and cons of, all right, do I want the more stage time or do I really fight for more money? And if I don't get enough that I want, do I just leave? Mm-hmm. But that won't discourage you from ever doing another music video, will it? Oh, of course not. I'm always going to go headfirst into a project and give it my full energy. All right, all right. So talk more. Comedy, what do you call it? Because you said you do comedy with seniors. What is that like? Because you know sometimes seniors take stuff a little bit too personal sometimes. Oh, yeah. it's uh, It's been very interesting. You know, I started off doing the, you know, public shows on big stages of NYC. Super honored, you know, working with many people that, you know, I grew up watching. But then, you know, for private events, nursing homes pay better. And it's just interesting because... Um, sometimes they actually need like the company that I work with will go over your work just to make sure it's not too crazy for them, which almost feels strange because it's, you know, like what you wrote for comedy, it feels so private, but I understand that, you know, they really want to make sure that there's, you know, no issues at all. And, you know, there are times where like, I remember one of my really early shows with it, you know, I made a joke about diabetes, but like, you know, nothing too crazy, but you know, then there's like one elderly woman that looks sad while everyone else is laughing. And even though the company said, no, don't worry, what you did is fine. It's just, you know, sometimes certain things are more touchy. So um, you need to be very clean and appropriate, but still try to like talk about like more adult terms. So it's just a very fun and interesting way to go around that whole process. Mm -hmm. Do we talk about politics and race with seniors or no? Usually for the most part, no, unless it's very, very vague. Like you never want to talk about any side and like of any realm of that. Um, even with stand-up comedy, like I tell people, unless you make it a clear joke, like it's more tough just because, you know, it just takes one person in the audience to start shouting, he's trying to start a race war. And I'm like, 
no like i promise you i don't want any type of race half people here can't run they're too slow you know (laughs) (laughs) or they might think you're a part of woke (laughs) so so that's why like you just have to like brush off any criticism with a joke you know right right and sometimes that turns into the best moments like one big show in new york i remember i had uh the whatever joke i said before the audience was laughing so much that i almost started like to chuckle and i said you guys are too great like this is such a positive crowd it's almost like an aids convention and while everyone is laughing one woman stood up she's like you can't joke about aids so instead of arguing with her i said all right everyone let's give a round of applause we have a survivor and and everyone just immediately starts clapping and i've never seen a grown woman look so angry but just sit down quietly and i was like oh so this is what comedy is like like someone tries to be mad at you but you still make everyone else laugh in the process it's great Mm -hmm. do you joke about yourself maybe because maybe that's where you'll get the most laughter yeah i've joked about myself that i feel like you should be able to joke about everyone anything and yourself if you can't joke about yourself that means you're still you know a little insecure um but obviously you shouldn't be like non-stop joking about yourself where it almost sounds depressing because i've seen that and then an audience started um heckling the guy saying okay we get it you're fat and girls don't like you move on and i'm just like wow that's crazy i'm like and I was like, thank God that's not part of my bit. But You that's... see, listeners, this is why I can't be a comedian. You can't win. You joke about yourself, they don't like it. You joke about politics, you're being anti-fascism or whatever. You're being this, you're being that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, you cannot win. You got, you got you to gotta go guns blazing or just find a way to like tiptoe the right way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we're tiptoeing the right way into TV and movies now or no? Yeah, are you kidding me? I'm always trying for everything. That's why it's kind of crazy with the situation it is now because I love being a part of TVs and movies, but it's just so hard with the current aspect of it where, you know, with the union issues, but I'm thankful that commercials still want me. But even though in my heart, like the bigger picture is be the center of like a comedy movie. Cause when I grew up as a kid, even though I was in elementary school, for some reason, I feel like 2004 had the best comedy movies. I don't know why that year stood out, but I just remember just like every time I saw a movie, I was like, wow, this is great. And now I'm just like, do they even make comedy movies anymore? Like, I don't know what's like good anymore. Right, right. Good news though. 2024 is coming up. Do you think they can repeat that? The 20th anniversary of 2004? Maybe there'll be a lot of good comedy movies in 2024. I mean, fingers crossed. I mean, you know, depending if a company calls me, I'll do my best. Okay, okay. Would you ever push your own projects maybe to the big screen or write about your life? Yeah, I for sure would. Um, But again, you know, I need to make sure everything is, you know, signed properly. Think of the lawyers passed to me because it is crazy with the industry how some people really will uh, take your aspects and ideas, you know, because I remember when I first started, you know, there was a guy that's like, oh, we're doing a casting like in person, talk about ideas you have for a concept of show. And then a few weeks later, I see it on backstage and I'm like, what? That's the guy's same name. And I'm like, hey, that's literally what I told him. Wow. And, uh, yeah, People do that? 
yeah that i mean luckily i mean well yeah not luckily but you know it only happened once so once that happened i learned where if a company ever says like oh like share your idea with us i'm like uh if i'm not signing something where you can't like just run away with this and like i'm good <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did, does it ever feel like do directors or people ever feel threatened by you knowing your legal terms or knowing your rights or knowing what do you call it what you're signing for uh for the most part no because i feel like when people know that you're coming from a place of you know you just want your own security you know to make sure you know you're doing it the right way they appreciate that just because you know some all Oftentimes when I see people complain afterwards, it's because they didn't read what they, you know, signed off on and then they're upset after the fact. So I've, you know, usually whenever I have discussions with companies, they're like, oh, thank you so much for, you know, saying this politely to the side, not in front of everyone else, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And what's your encouragement to other actors and actresses that they haven't read over, you know, their contracts properly, or maybe they don't know how much they're getting paid on set? I would say read everything you can, even if it's like six pages, because, you know, usually they're not more than that, but just read it slowly, you know, like take the time out to understand what you're, you know, agreeing to before you put your name on it, especially because, you know, I've seen a contract that I had where there was a number written, but then they also wrote out the number, you know, with normal letters. And I'm like, there's a hundred dollar difference. So which one are they going to choose? The one with the numerical value or the written value? So, you know, that's why I had to talk with them. And I was like, hey, before I sign, what's the deal? And which um, one did they choose? Uh, they chose like the lower number of a hundred for that one. But then they wrote on how it was missing a part where it's like, oh, and then there's added benefits that would equate to the hundred dollar difference. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. As long as you just make sure it was clear and open. So, and then afterwards they said, thank you, because apparently they had that error on multiple other contracts. Ooh, wow. So you really got to read and be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and um, what's your encouragement? What do you want to tell other actors and actresses that are still on strike? The writers have ended, although some writers have joined back with the actors on strike. And I think they're meeting up this week, the actors and actresses to talk. So what's your encouragement to those that are on the picket lines? Yeah, I would just say keep doing what you feel is right and above all you know focus on your family first um just because i feel like you know some of the people are kind of you know they're like oh we're fighting this together but then i'll see people not really act like they really care about others so you know if if you would have to take you know a normal job in between this do not feel discouraged just because someone's telling you oh be on this you know, concrete in the winter for 10 hours, you know, meanwhile, their family secured. So do your part that feels right for you, but also think about your loved ones. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, have a trouble separating that. And I'm, I try to tell people, you're not selfish for trying to also think of your family. Like you're not undermining the cause in any way. Is there a message you have for your supporters that do support you being in the arts? What do you want to tell them? I always try to make sure whenever I'm on social media, I just tell everyone thank you because, you know, whenever I get like a private message saying like, hey, you made me smile today. It just makes me happy because I'm like, that's the whole point. You know, like 
I don't necessarily need like a whole crowd cheering me on. Is that nice? Yeah, it's a great feeling when it happens. But just knowing that someone took the time out to like say a thank you because you may not realize that you helped them through anything. It's it's a nice feeling, you know, because it's like thanking your doctor, you know, like they're there to help you. All right. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Yeah, sure. I always tell everyone my social media based on everything is DRE underscore DA underscore H-E-B-R-E-W. So Dre de Hebrew. Okay. <laughs> All right. Any final things you would love to tell Met Radio Toronto? No, I just want to say thank you all, and hopefully I'll be back in Toronto just because the only time I went was as a kid to see Niagara Falls, and that was it. Okay, well, that wasn't Toronto. That was Niagara Falls, but you need to come to downtown Toronto. (laughs) Look at that. You see, that's how I know I wasn't having that full experience. So thank you, thank you. All right, all right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroixy. I would love to thank Actor. You can throw out your name again. David Elner. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.